Nobody likes getting hurt, going to the doctor and dealing with all the stuff involved with trying to get better. But if you do happen to have a slip and fall, don't worry about it at all. The tremendous staff at Titan MRI is ready to find out what you need to do to get all fixed up. The winners of the Best of the Best contest in Gainesville, staffers at Titan MRI have more than 20 years of experience of making you feel comfortable during an MRI. The only locally owned and operated MRI center in town knows how crucial it is to get back to every everyday life so they've made it as easy as possible to get into their office just as easy as it was to score on florida state's football team the last few years and speaking of scoring all blue cross and blue shield members just got a gift to start off the new year they heard how many people wanted to get in and see joe and the crew at titan mri they made sure to add them to their network with offices in gainesville and now lake city there's an office near you so it's up to you tell your doctor you want to get to feeling better from the absolute best titan mri this program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Quiet on the set. We're all sound. Action. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here's Jeff and Pat. All right, let's do it. Happy Wednesday. We have reached the uh, the middle of the week, but there is obviously still plenty to talk about, not only <laughs> with this Florida football program. What do you is, talk about? What do you? What do you? What's wrong with you? That's Doles. He hasn't been able to talk all week. He's been. I out, got a lot to say. He's been out vacationing, doing nothing, sitting in a speedo somewhere. So yeah, we are happy to have I him didn't, back. Didn't go to the, that point, but I did. Uh, I did just complete five speeches in eight days. So, um, and I appreciate you giving me the time off. No problem. Yeah, but it was fun. It was fun. I tell you what, I I spoke to. Uh, club up in savannah georgia on monday and they were the funny thing was they wanted to talk more about the braves than he did the the georgia because it was almost like yeah we knew that was going to happen yeah. <laughs> we, you know we're, we're we we know how good our team our football team is we're just waiting for the playoffs and i want to get to that point and they are obviously the uh, number one team in the uh, the college football playoff that we can start to talk about as well because those rankings came out. And there's some interesting things to discuss there. But do start with the Braves. That is what we are going to do. And Pat and I, of course, very excited. Maybe a, a few tears ran down our uh, our faces last uh, night. Uh, I know there was a, 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 a big, loud cuss word that came out of my mouth when Solaire hit that home run. And it was nuts to to get things started that way and get it going but you know the the coolest part about all this not only you know we are lifelong Braves fans but there is a guy that's been in the uh, the Braves organization for eight million seven hundred and sixteen thousand years and that is Brian Snitker and we're going to start today with uh talking to a guy who played for Snit back in the day you get to hear him on uh, Gator baseball games with me so you know, th- this is how I, I look at this. Like yesterday, we had a doctor on the show. PG was was sitting in, filling in, and we got a doctor today to uh, to start the show. So it just makes Pat and I feel like we're idiots. But this is the smartest man alive when it comes to baseball, and uh, love talking to Eric Estaldo. So let's get it. Let's talk about the Braves because 
Eric was a part of the uh, the early years of SNIT. Eric, what's up, buddy? Yeah, it's hard to say our early years when he'd already been in the organization for 15 years. <laughs> I know. he. It's amazing. I, I saw that. They showed a picture of him. And I don't know where he was. Was it Rome or somewhere when he had a mustache and a full head of hair? And I was mm-hmm. like, who is that guy? I was trying yeah, to pick, that was, that was, pick out which one was, was Snicker. Yeah, that was him in 96. Uh, and, uh, I played with him in, in the Appalachian League in Danville. And so in 1996, you know, the, the Braves uh, won the World Series in 95. So uh, when I was playing with him, they were uh, – uh, the Braves at that point were the, the, the defending world champions. And, yeah, what a super guy he is. You know, I, I, I've had a lot of coaches, you know, in my life, you know, growing up. And um, – in pro ball, I can't say that there were a lot of great coaches with, with one exception, and that was him. I, I just I thought he was great. And what, what I loved more than anything, and you know, you can tell how much the players love playing for him. Yeah. And, and I will tell you what I loved more than anything was his honesty. He was just an honest guy. You you knew where you stood. You asked him a question, you knew where he stood. You know, a little story. I, I had a I had a friend um, that was my roommate. And uh, he was the top draft pick from the year before that they had signed. He was really struggling. Um, and I went and I talked to Snit on my own one day. And I said, listen, I said, Snit, I said, you know, I said, Jim's really struggling. I, I think we, I think he needs a day off. And he said, he said, you know, you know, I don't disagree with you, but here's the thing. I get a phone call every night from John Sherholt. John Sherholt asked me, how did Jim do? <laughs> and I got to tell, tell him. And he says, and then my boss, who's Jim, who's uh, John Sherholt, you know, who might be one of the greatest GMs of, of our lifetimes, right? Um, he says, "All right, we'll put him back out there tomorrow." And he said, "I got a family to feed. I, I got, I got a job, right? And and if my boss tells me that's what I need to do, Eric, that's what I'm going to do." And I looked at him and I said, "Man, I really appreciate your honesty. Like, like, you know, a lot of coaches might have given you some sort of, you know, nonsense about." about this, that, or the other, but he was just, he was very honest with me, and, and that really stuck with me, like, like, I, and that is just sort of one example, like, of, of sort of, you know, the guy, he just, he just stayed up with you, right? I, I mean, I, I need to do this because this is what my boss wants of me, and, you know, we've all been in that situation, right? Your boss wants you to do something, whether you like it or not. You got to do it, right? And uh, just, uh, I appreciated that honesty, and, and he was just, just a great guy to play for. You know, I've had several of my old teammates, you know, text each other. People put stuff on their Twitter and everything. He's just a great guy. And, and you can just tell the way the players respond to him, how much they all like him, too. You know, I, that's the thing about the situation. I'm not sure any other manager could have gotten this out of this team. It doesn't mean he would get the same thing out of a great team that was, you know, super talented like the, you know, 77 Yankees or whatever. But I think he was the guy that was built for a team that went through so much – despair you lose your best player you lose your best pitcher you lose your uh potential mvp and ortiz or um not ortiz what who i can't acuna? Think it was, acuna, no acuna. Azuna? Yeah. azuna yeah god oh yeah you lose all those guys um and and he and he they never flinched because i think they believed in their manager not all managers that are good guys are successful i've seen them fail right. And by the way, as you were mentioning the great coaches you ever had, you never mentioned Andy Lopez once. I noticed that. Oh, oh I do. I do love him. He's uh, <laughs> obviously one of my favorite coaches of all time. He, he was like a second father figure to me. Um, yeah, I do love Andy. But yeah, I, 
I, I loved uh, I, I love Smith. I, I really appreciate it. I loved what he stood for. You know, his kids were there. I, I think his son, Troy, was probably about seven or eight years old, and he was one of our bad boys. And, you know, I met his wife, Ronnie. She was there and supporting him. And just, you know, you could just, you could just tell how much the guys loved playing for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's obvious, right, when you watch it. And, and like you said, Pat, I think just, you know, to for that team to stick together with the, the adversity that they went through and to be able to, to, to play the way they did, you know, starting, you know, really, they, they really took off kind of in sort of the early portion of August. And, and they were just, they were, they were fun to watch, right? They, they just looked like they were enjoying the game and they, they were playing for each other, enjoying each other. There was a special chemistry you could tell on that team. And, and, it, and it all starts at the top. And I agree that just because someone has a likable manager or whatnot, that doesn't always, you know, equate to wins in, in a winning season. But, but it was, it was really fun to watch the way that, that they, you know, responded to him and what he could get out of those guys. I mean, you saw, I mean, he wanted to make sure that Acuna and the injured guys were there to enjoy it. Yeah. He he kept them as part of the team. And man, when you're injured and you're not out there with with your team, with your teammates, right? That's, that's a terrible feeling, right? And you feel isolated and you feel alone. But the fact that he still cared enough to make sure that those guys were involved just tells you what a great guy is and what, what kind of a manager he is. We're talking with Eric Castaldo. You can hear him uh, during Gator baseball season, of course, uh, doing some radio, which is uh, always fun to do. And I know uh, Eric got out to the to the park for for some of the uh, the scrimmage games. So we'll get to that uh, obviously when the, the spring rolls around. But Eric, like uh, when Freddie said it, I think other people said it too. It was really just a, an organizational thing. And you, know, you think about it, they flashed this, the thing on there that said. The Braves had gone 16 now postseason appearances before winning the World Series, and that's like the longest drought out of any of them in making the postseason. But you said you got there like right after the Gators won that first one, in, in, or the, the Braves won at 95. So you were a part of that organization in the heyday of the 90s and, and all those guys being around. Like, What made the organization so good, which even now 20, 25, 26 years later, they can continue to make the postseason just about every single year? Well, I think I think you have to have good leadership, right? And and like you know, when I was there, John, John Scherholz was the best GM in in baseball, right? You look at the trade he made for Smoltz, and and the, and, the, and he brings you know Maddox over, and then you know obviously the pitching, and he draft Chipper, Chipper Jones, and then he brings in key pieces, David Justice, etc. All these people, and so crime so dog, think, crime uh, dog too. Yeah, Don't forget crime, the crime dog, dog. Right. right? Ryan Klesko, Don't forget Green, Don't forget right. Green, right? So, yeah, I mean, for, for me, you know, hey, by the way, I did not like the Braves because I was a Dodger fan growing up. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and you know, remember the Dodgers and the Braves were both in the NL West. I know. Together. That was um, so crazy. They crazy. would, yeah, yeah, they would. Right. So they were, it was such a rivalry rivals. that far apart. Right. They were rivals. And, and so, but, but to me, I think the reason they were so good in the 90s because they had such great leadership, not only at the coaching position, obviously, with, with Bobby Cox, but I think John Scherholz was the best general manager of certainly our, you know, childhood slash, you know, young adulthood, Jeff, and, and for, you know, Pat, he, you know, you're just a little older than that. But uh, <laughs> yeah. for, that, for that time frame, I mean, John Schoenholz was a great general manager, yeah. and I think that is why, um, yeah, from a leadership standpoint, they were really, really good in the 90s, and I think that that has been stressed and is obviously very important within that organization. And I think that's why they've been so good for so long. You know, they haven't had – there's not been a lot of down years in the last – you know, I mean, they were pretty bad sort of in the late 80s and maybe the, you know, 90 or 91. But, uh, you know, after that, there's not been a lot of down Braves years. 
What about the year Ted Turner managed the game? That was a bad year. That was not a yeah, good year. Yeah, that was a bad year. Yeah. That wasn't a good year. Yeah. yeah. But I mean the the funny thing is, and I and I think you agree with this, Eric. You're a Dodger fan, right? Yeah. But everybody was a Braves fan for this series because they hated I, the Astros. Oh, I totally agree. I was actually a Braves fan when they played the Dodgers, believe it or not, because that's how much I like Ryan Snicker. And 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 you know, the Dodgers got there last year, but but because of the personal connection with him, last year it wouldn't have bothered me if the Braves had beaten the Dodgers too in the NLCS. But this year I was actually actively rooting against the Dodgers and rooting for the Braves because I really wanted it for, for Brian Snicker because he's just such a tremendous guy. And I just thought it, I thought it'd be so great. And that guy's been in the organization for 45 years. Mm -hmm. Right. And how about that? How about the organization sticking with him for right? 40 years in the organization to become the manager. And then five years later, he's, he's a World Series champion. Pretty amazing. So what I think what Eric's trying to say is that because he switched allegiances, they won. They won, yeah. And he's yeah, responsible so for it. Right. And he will be yeah. in the parade, apparently. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> it does. Well, Eric, thanks for, uh, for the knowledge on SNED. I think there's uh, certainly a lot of people that listen to this show. We've talked to them, and we've gotten the emails and certainly the tweets that – we're really, really happy. So we'll, we'll talk about the Braves today. Certainly, of course, still uh, Florida football conversations. But just wanted to give everybody out there uh, a little knowledge as to why you saw Freddie Freeman almost break down when he was talking about Snitker. And, you know, to this day, 20 years later, Eric's still doing the same thing. So yep. appreciate it, buddy. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me, guys. Look forward to baseball season in Gainesville. All right. See you, Eric. Eric Estaldo joining us on the Titan MRI hotline. We'll take a break. Both you, Wills you are think here. That homer that Eric hit and Hoover, Hoover that I th- said was the longest ball I ever saw. My, I might have exaggerated. No. I might have not really captured the moment. No, I think you. He hit it over the center field wall. You know how far it is there. It's really far. Yeah. Okay. I'm just about as far as I, I think. Uh, maybe I, I have uh, turned into a big fish. You know, no. like. No, the fish was this big. <laughs> it is. All right, big show coming your way. 392-8255. We'll uh, open up those phone lines. See you next here on the tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Jolie Katzen. The Atlanta Braves won the World Series last night after defeating the Houston Astros 7-0 in Game 6. This is the second time the Braves have won the World Series since the franchise moved to Atlanta in 1966 and their first victory since 1995. Jorge Soler was named World Series VIP for his three home runs in the six games. The number 23-ranked Gator volleyball team will host number 22 Tennessee tomorrow night. The Gators are 14-6 overall and look to gain their 15th win of the season against the Bulls. Long snapper Marco Ortiz has been nominated for a Burlesworth Trophy. This award recognizes former walk-ons who have shown an outstanding performance on the field. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Jolie Katzen. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF. Hey, Gator Nation! It's Jamil here from the Mealy Pop Shop, Gainesville's home for all things sports cards, collectibles, memorabilia, autographs. Pokemon, Funko Pop, comics, coins, and more. Just wanted to share with you information about our new website, MealyPops.com. Well, Jamil, the website is fantastic. I was on there last night. You've got a ton of sports cards, Pokemon boxes, and packs. I even jumped into one of the online breaks, and guess what? I won some sweet stuff. Yeah, man, the website's got links to even all our social media accounts and info on the shop. We can't list everything, 
on the store. So come on by the shop for a selection over 1 million cards and unopened boxes and packs. Remember, MealyPops.com, M-E-E-L-Y-P-O-P-S.com. And we are also open every Tuesday through Sunday, located here in town by the Santa Fe College sign off 39th Avenue. Thank you so much for your support, Gator Nation. And as always, go Gators! There's a ton of things I love doing. That's why I have so many fun jobs and why I try so hard to make it to the kids' concerts, recitals, and games. But with everything that's going on, it doesn't leave me much time to take care of the chores at home. And since I hate chores, especially cleaning, I let the experts handle that one for me. Each week, a fully trained team from Molly made dust, vacuum, wipes, cleans, whatever I need them to do in the house, leaving me more time to do the things I enjoy. Molly made is fully insured and is ready to do your dirty work for you as well. Call them up at 378-7755 or check them out online at mollymade.com. They're made for this. Here are your three grilled cheeseburgers. Enjoy your Sonic. So what came first, the grilled cheese or the burger? So you know the burger had to come first. You go back hundreds of years. Our cheese has been around hundreds of years, too. What do you get when you combine a grilled cheese with a cheeseburger? The new Sonic Grilled Cheeseburger. Made with 100% pure seasoned beef and Texas toast. Try one half price in the app. Wow, this is a good debate. Online only or in the Sonic app. Add-ons extra. Limit one. Not good with other offers. Limited time only at participating Sonic drive-ins. This is Florida Gator Jeff Cardozo, and I'm with the University of Florida's only official personal injury law firm partner, Jeffrey Meldon of Meldon Law. Jeffrey, I hear you are the go-to place for free tickets to Gator Athletic Games. That's right, Jeff. Melden Law is the place to score tickets to all the Gator games. Go to MeldenLaw.com or visit our Facebook page to enter our contest and you could win tickets to an upcoming game. You heard it here, Gator fans. Go to MeldenLaw.com or the Melden Law Facebook page for your chance to see a game down where the old Gators play. So if you bleed orange and blue, Melden Law is the firm for you. To some, that may just sound like ice hitting heavy-duty plastic. But to a Bud Light legend, it's a signal that says it's time. Time to dust off the barbecue tongs and load up the cooler with 37 Bud Lights and an assortment of dips. Because it's time to take back all the fun we've missed. Welcome back, Bud Light Legends. Let's take summer by the coolers. Cooler up at BudLightLegends.com. Enjoy responsibly. 2021 AB Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. This is Florida Gator head coach Dan Mullen. And you're locked in to Gainesville's only home for the orange and blue. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. The home of the Florida Gators. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. All right, phone lines are open for you. Jeff and Pat back here with you. Will producing today. And we are uh, taking calls at 392-8255. Obviously, uh, talk more about the Braves throughout the show today. But there's a lot of other just yeah. headlines that are I couldn't wait to get in here up. today. I, I, like, sat in the car for a while. Yeah? Anxious to get in here. Not excited to see me? No, not, not really. Oh. But I was excited to talk about everything there is to talk about because there's so much. I mean, it's just everywhere. 
That it is. So let's get right to it and uh, start things off with Devin today. Hey, Devin, welcome. Hey, guys, what's up? Oh, it's Kevin. Hey, Kev. Hey, I'm getting nothing but static. That's a, that's a you problem, I think. <laughs> Weird. Um, we can hear you fine. Still static. Well, we'll try to get you again. This is not, we don't hear anything on our end, so. I'll try to call back. Okay. So do that while we see if uh, Jeff is experiencing the same problem. Hey, Jeff. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Here, static. <laughs> I guess we got the same. Uh, we got a we got a phone line issue that we will uh, we'll have to deal with. So, Jeff, if we'll uh, we'll if you could call back, we'll we'll try maybe to make we can switch work. over to FM. No static at all. No static at all. FM. Nobody wants to hear you sing. Steely Dan. You don't know that song? No. You never heard that song? No. FM. It was no. from a movie. They had a movie called FM. Steely Dan did the title song. Never heard. You, it. God, you are such a sheltered child. There is a. Um... <laughs> I can't wait to hear what you. What you what you're about to say? No, there's there's there a, is a there's a headline on on ESPN. If like if you don't like the Braves, like you have to love them just from this Jeff Passan headline. The headline says, "F bombs, wine, and a lot of love." How the Braves rose from their darkest moment, and then it talks about when Acuna got hurt down there in Miami, and then obviously the free agent signings and everything else that happened. Yeah, I mean, I was just telling you the story that I'd read uh, somewhere about when Jock Peterson and uh, Voight, who wasn't able to play, uh, obviously, at the end of it, um, what, got into the dugout. They'd just been traded there, and it was like the deadest dugout they'd ever been in. And so they kind of livened it up. They started playing music and getting people fired up and kind of getting them going. So I give credit to a lot of people there, a lot of people that – uh, we're able to get that. And again, look, loving each other and um, drinking wine and all the stuff that they that they did that mm-hmm. worked don't always work. It worked with this team. You yeah, know? every every team's different. I don't think there's there's any question. Jeff, how would you like to be the guy who would have been said, "Hey, write a book on the 2021 Braves team," okay? And no matter what happens, we want you to write this book. I would have been the happiest man in the world. How? Where, what do I go now? Do I go to the fact that the uh, guy who tested co- positive for COVID and missed the entire NLCS, which we thought was going to be devastating, ended up being the MVP of the World Series? Yeah. It's like you if you wrote that, everybody would go, that's stupid. Well, and, and remember Freddie Freeman got COVID in, in spring training, and you got – 104 no, wait, that, but temperature. And how about Freddie Freeman's first? That was last year. How about Freddie Freeman's first eight at bats yeah. in postseason? Seven strikeouts. Play? Seven strikeouts and a pop out. And then he hits what he did in the well, World he hit three homers. I mean, he's. I look. You get if if the break. I will say this. <clears throat> you know how I am. I used to be a Rams fan. I dumped them when they moved to St. Louis. I didn't like it. I liked. I was a big fan of the Los Angeles Rams. But when they came back to L.A., I said, man, it's not the same. So I've, I've never been a, come back to being a Rams fan. If the Braves dump Freddie Freeman, if they let him go in free agency, which 
financially, they may say, well, here's why we had to do it. I'll go, I'm done with you. Yeah, because I, I think when, when you look at all the stuff, obviously Freddie needs to come back. But He wants to come back, too. If, if He probably deserves a seven- or eight-year deal, which would make him like almost 40 by the time that thing's done. Okay. But remember, the universal DH is coming around. So that's exactly. going to happen. So even if the last three years of his contract yeah. he's just hitting as the DH, like do the right thing and keep him around. You know what was really interesting to me, Jeff? And again, we, we can move on to Florida football once we get the phone lines up. But um, what was interesting to me was listening to some guys talking about how they were they were picking the Braves before the uh, the the uh, World Series started, and I'm like, no, 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 because I'm I'm getting jinx left and right, right? Like the worst jinx of all time, I thought, was after Game Four when all the people are interviewing Snicker, and Freddie, and Dansby, and everybody, and they're going. When you win tomorrow, how are you going to feel when you win the World Series? Am I, we, we haven't won crap all yet. Yeah, you You've got to win another. Question. God, stupid questions. But, but it was, and then my beautiful daughter, Kelsey, called me to congratulate me with nine outs to go. No, oh, no. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You cannot do that. Um, so there was a lot of jinxing going on. My brother called me. Hey, congratulations. Uh, no, we got two outs to go. Um, but that team was, uh, it's just amazing what they were able to do when, when we talked about all we talked about, but it's, it's, it's stunning. Well, still, I still can't believe it. I really can't. And, and always the, the fascinating stuff about sports and getting to be now in the industry that, that we are, you, know, you, you have interactions with people or you have been around somebody that you have a, like a perspective of him. And remember where Dansby Swanson went to college? Vanderbilt. Yeah. Did where I, did he grow up? Did though? I like Dansby Swanson? Where did he grow up? Bro, I get that, but that's what that's the thing. Like, how far from the stadium do you think he grew up? Because he's from Kennesaw. He's Kennesaw, so fifteen miles. Yeah, at the most. So it's it's not far at all. Um, but then it's just you know you hate this guy in college because he's beating you, and when he's at Vandy, and that's when Vandy was really good, and Florida was really fighting because that was. What fifteen? I, I cursed yeah. him many times, both as a Vanderbilt Commodore and as an Atlanta Brave. <laughs> but then, not this year, though. I but then it. you love him to death when he yeah. hits a home run, and it was a great at bat, and he got a fastball, and just to see the emotion on his yeah, face. Yeah, and the post game interviews yeah, were unbelievable. Just great. It's like, man, damn it, this guy's actually a good dude. Yeah, you need to get off your negative rooting. That's not negative rooting. It's just negative. No, you're rooting not against, liking people. You're rooting against a guy that's not on your I'm team. I'm not rooting against him. That's negative rooting. I'm not rooting against him. So you I want, want him to do good. But every time he got up, you want him to strike out. I just no. I just didn't no, necessarily I'm, like him as a person. How do you know that though? Because of my previous interactions. Well, what? So what happened? Last night happened. What happened though to make your interactions with him? A he problem? was a jerk when he was on Vandy, and they were fighting the game. What, what do you mean he was a jerk? What did he do to you personally? Well, he did it to the team. No, I'm a well, part what did of the he team. do? What did he do to you? He hurt my feelings. Why? Because he beat you. Yeah. Yeah. We well, just beat the hell out of the Astros, too. So now I like him again. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He he. The Braves are America's team. They they have got to take advantage of this, right? I mean. Everybody was rooting for the Braves last night. Yep. The whole world. I would think so. And Even was, in Houston, they were going like, Colt Braves. There's a lot of people around. All right, we may have the phone lines fixed. Let's and see if uh, we can have Thomas hear us. Hey, Thomas, you there? 
Yes. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. Great. Um, so, wanted to see what you got thought about uh, Kirby's comments in the post-game press conference about recruiting and how you really you can't out-coach recruiting. It just seems like a shot across the bow to uh, to Dan Mullen. That was a total shot. Mm-hmm. That's all it was. I mean, there was no there yeah. was no point of that other than to to stick it right up Dan Mullen's behind, and yeah. Dan, and then Dan Mullen's response on in the other press room was the worst response he could have had. So everybody in the media jumped all over both those things. It goes here's the difference between Florida and Georgia. One guy really wants to recruit his butt off; the other guy doesn't, and that's the way they took it. And then Mullen didn't make things better Monday, and now today he comes out and makes this statement. And I don't, I don't really care about the statement now. Um, said today, but um, I, you know, I just think we are the the gap between Florida and Georgia is just getting bigger and bigger. It, it wasn't too big last year. True. But I kind of—I mean, didn't you get the feeling that last year that was kind of like a—that's that, not going to be routinely the difference with with Florida and Georgia. I mean, that was Kyle Trask and you know uh, and Tony. So I just—I tend to think it's not going to be that close very often. Right now, the way we're recruiting. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, obviously the way they're recruiting. But even if you go into this year, Georgia had a lot of those guys back that were on the front seven, and Florida dominated them last year. And they did a lot of really good things offensively. And and the secondary was somewhat new. But I but I think you know just you, you now see why Alabama was successful for all those years. And I'll never forget going back to those first couple of SEC championships when McElwain brought the Gators there. I was down on the field before the game, and you walk around. I'm trying to look at players and just see the size difference. And you couldn't tell Alabama's first, second, or third string. And I think that's where George is getting to the point now where they're just basically reloading. They're getting a bunch of big guys, a bunch of fast yeah. guys. And if you can get guys to come back, like Jordan Davis, yeah. nobody looks like him in the SEC. No. He's the only person. And, I think and he didn't like. play in that game last year. Yes. So that, that I think is part of But But again, a majority of those other guys that were on Georgia this year the Gators were successful against last year, but it's just now more the depth and more the things that are that are happening that are making the difference, and that's where it comes back to with the recruiting. Let me let me take you back to a, one play from last year and one play from this year. Okay, last year, early in the game, Florida's down because of what happened early in the game, and Kyle Trask drops back. He's he's getting pressured. The ball is getting jammed, or the, his arms getting jammed, and he finds Justin Shorter on a crossing route. Unbelievable throw to be able to make that throw. Florida scores a touchdown. This year, they're in the game, and quarterback Anthony Richardson throws a ball, an out pattern where an out, even if you complete it, it does you no good. It's it's and and he throws it for a pick six, and the game's over. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the difference between the quarterbacks. Yeah. Just right there is a difference. And the that's, quarterbacks are a like, huge Florida, thing. Georgia doesn't have to have a great quarterback to win with the, what they're doing defensively. Florida does. They have to have a great quarterback. And right now, I don't think they have one. All right. We've got to get a break. We'll do that. We'll come back and uh, get to more of your phone calls. You're listening to the tailgate. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. 
Want to start a career with a local company that's been in business for almost four decades, proudly serves the growing needs of our community, and has excellent pay and benefits? Join the quality plumbing team today. From high school grads to apprenticeships, journeymen to master plumbers, quality plumbing can help you build a rewarding career in a high-demand industry. Earn while you learn. Endless opportunities for advancement in job security. Visit qualityplumbing.com today to learn more. License number CFC043073. Well, folks, football season snuck up on us, and we're right in the middle of all the action. So if you weren't ready, well, that's on you. Don't let that happen when it comes to Christmas time. It's time to start thinking about getting that special somebody a unique gift that they'll remember forever. And the first place you should think of when doing that is Oaks Jewelry. Let their amazing staff put together something unique that'll score you more points than the orange and blue do on the football field. Whether it's a Christmas proposal, a necklace for mom with all the kids' birthstones, or anything in between, there is no place that'll treat you better than Oaks Jewelry. So stop in today. The barbecue dream began just before the Gators started winning a bunch of championships in the mid-2000s. And more than a decade later, I'm grateful to Gainesville. Just want to say thanks for helping us put the ribs back in barbecue. Hey, this is Adam of Adam's Rib Company. My wife Michelle and I just love seeing thousands of you that have made our restaurant a place to gather, chat, root on the Gators, and chow down on some barbecue. From their slow-smoked ribs, pork, or chicken with flavors that are fantastic, to homemade side dishes of anything imaginable, there's a reason why I use Adam's for a ton of my lunch breaks in between the many jobs from game day ordering to that special event where you don't want to cook we're here to help whether it's an intimate setting amongst friends or a tailgate party for the game we'll fix you up right with the freshest meats and ingredients to make sure your barbecue package is complete so check them out online at adamsribco.com but be prepared to drool when you see the menu or better yet stop by their dining location on 13th street or the place that northwest gainesville has fallen in love with the new carryout spot on 43rd and 53rd right across the street from Publix. You still can't find them? Just stick your nose out the window. It'll guide you to the best barbecue in town. Yes, it's hot out. An obvious observation that everybody knows about, and the last thing you need is your AC unit deciding to shut down on you. Well, if it unfortunately does, I've got an obvious choice to call. That is Crystal Air and Water, and they're going to be there to take care of you 100% service satisfaction guaranteed. Whether you're in Alachua, Archer, Gainesville, Hawthorne, High Springs, Melrose, Micanopy, Newberry, Stark, Williston, or anywhere in between, Crystal Air is a phone call away. They service and install all the top national brands and their licensed technicians will help you feel comfortable from start to finish. So make the call, 333-0460, Crystal Air and Water. They aren't comfortable until you are. License number CMC, 1249384. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Clear skies and comfortable temperatures this evening. Overnight, low temperatures dropping into the upper 50s with increasing cloudiness. We'll have a chance for showers tomorrow afternoon. Highs in the mid-70s. Then a system is set to impact our area Friday and Saturday. An all-day chance for showers both days with temperatures much cooler. Friday and Saturday only in the 60s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. How about them Cowboys? Hey! Everybody is waiting for that bottom to just fall out. But hey, Cooper Rush is holding it together. No matter what, Amari Cooper, Cedric Wilson, C.D. Lamb, Ezekiel Elliott, they're all coming to the party. Imagine what that team is going to look like. But as Jerry would say, how about them Cowboys? Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. We are your home for the Rays, the Lightning, and the Bucks. 
We are proud to bring Tampa to Gainesville. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. This is University of Florida President Kent Fox, and you're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, we are back. Good to have Pat back today. Hey, Jeff here as well. As we uh, continue with the phone calls, we uh, hopefully got everything fixed on the phones, and we'll try Kevin again. Hey, Kev. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Good. Hey, welcome back, Pat. Thanks. Hey, a uh, couple things I want to hit on and then uh, comment at the end. Uh, first is, uh, and I think the guy before me, I, did, I got in – in between listening to the show and, and when it beeped into the phone, I kind of missed a little bit of what he's talking about, but it was on the article from the Orlando Sentinel. And it's almost like, I feel like we're, we're, we're fastly going back to the McElwain years of some of this craziness. And we're becoming a national uh, laughing stock because of our coach, because, you know, first he, he has this come to Jesus moment Saturday. Then Monday he comes out and acts like the same Dan Mellon. Then that afternoon he decides we're not going to have any, uh, any uh, media, uh, representation. Uh, then either Monday night or Tuesday morning, I can't remember which uh, the scenario was, he supposedly gets a hold of, of the writer there in Orlando, and they pretty much ask him softball questions so he can get his message out there. And, and this is not a good look for Florida football right now. No, it's not. I mean, but I don't think he's being uh, Jim McElwain. I think he's being Dan Mullen. And he doesn't like it when people think they know as much as he does. Or Certainly not more, but even as much or even close to as much. And that's been the way he's been his whole career. Um, he does not take criticism well, and um, he's going to have to learn how to do a better job of that. And he's going to have to learn how to do a lot of things better. Uh, but it's not like he's a bad coach. It's not like he's a bad hire. It's not like Florida needs to get rid of him. But he needs to, he needs to have some counseling, <laughs> you know, just somebody to come and, and, and say, Dan, Here's what you need. Here's how you need to handle it. But that leads me back to my next thing is uh, four losses last year, and we're looking at four, maybe five losses this year. And he's not changing. He's not going to change. I mean, people with arrogance of his nature normally don't change. And I don't see him changing his, his ideas on recruiting. He still has this this love for all of his friends as being all of his comrades as coaches. And four losses, I mean, I get tired of hearing people call in on the call-in shows in Gainesville, and it comes up is, if we go eight and four, is that okay? And people are like, yeah, that's okay. No, that is not okay. That is not Florida football. That is Mississippi State football. That is uh, Indiana University football. That is eight and four is, is horrible. And that would have never flown in years past. And now all of a sudden people are selling on eight and four, and that's, that's horrible. I'm sorry. That's so what, would you, what, is, what, is, what do you think the answer is, Kevin? What I think the answer is? I think we need to get a coach that wants to not, – not only a coach. I'm, I'm not going to pick on just Dan. We need an a athletic administration that puts football where it needs to be in the eyes of the fans, which is at the top, and quit worrying about all this other stuff. And we need to, we need to worry about if we want to become that an Alabama and a Georgia, then we need to do it. And if we don't, they need to come out and say, hey, look, guys, this is not where we're at. We don't care about being the top-notch football program. And move on, and then people maybe. But, their, but their isn't that what they're doing? Up. They're building a seventy million dollar cathedral to football. 
And you really think that's going to bring a lot of kids here? I don't know. I'll find out when they come here because that's why they started going to Clemson. I mean, yeah. Clemson was nothing. And then all of a sudden they built this unbelievable facility. And the next thing you know, they're getting every recruit. Um, you know, I I, I I think we know there's more to that than just that facility. So what are you it's saying the that, answer is? That. That's what I want to know, Kevin. What is the okay. answer? Get You're saying get a coach who can recruit better. Who is that coach? What's his name? I would be – I would be – I've got three people I would love to see. And I'm not saying – Get rid of Dan right now, but I'm saying if we did get rid of Dan right now, which if he can't change, then I say we do. I've got three names, and you'll laugh at one of them. That's okay. One's Kiffin, second one's Tucker, and the other one's Napier. I would love to see any of those three there because I believe that Napier and Tucker have that fire. They're new. They want they want to win, and I just think Dan's stale right now. I think Dan's just he's, he's happy at eight and four. Well, he's not. Believe me, to say that is just ridiculous. He's not happy okay. at eight and four. Uh, and nobody's happy around the University of Florida. Nobody's happy anywhere in the Gator Nation with eight and four, and that most of all him because that means he's lost four games. I mean, what happened last year at the end of the year was, um, you know, I mean they had they 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 pooped the bed against LSU. Then they lost to a great team, a national championship team by six points, and then they decided we don't want to play in the last game. Okay, so that's how they got to four losses. They were. Uh, when you go back ten and a half months ago, they were, they had the Heisman Trophy front runner, and they were in the playoff, and things just fell apart there at the yeah, end. Even a month ago, they've kind of fallen apart yeah, from where the program was for Alabama. Now a month later, it's yeah. it's obviously what we're talking about now. But Kevin, I I, I think you know, I, I agree with Pat. I mean, that's he's definitely not happy, and and being around him even this week, y- you could see a change, and something has registered in him that says I am not doing things the right way I have not allowed things to happen the right way and I'm going to change it and there is a a way different dynamic that's going on right now which I think will certainly we'll see after Saturday if it works and you know it's funny I I saw this point and it's a great point I can't remember who used it whether it was Andy Staples or somebody else Uh, and and I'm not giving the right person credit this is why Chip Kelly didn't come here Chip Kelly didn't want to come to a place where you go eight and four and the fans want you out. And that's why he didn't come here. He went to a place where you can go six and six and they're, they, you know, they're talking about statues. So that's why he didn't want to come here. And it's not a job that is good for every coach. It's a hard job. I think it's one of the hardest jobs in college football. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, the expectation level is a little bit out of whack, but it's, it's still there. It doesn't matter whether I think, you know, Gator fans thinking they should win the national championship every year is crazy. They think it. That's all that matters. Right. Hey, Pat, one more thing. You there? Yeah. You're going down this week in fantasy, Pat. Those are fighting words. You know, I haven't paid that much attention to my fantasy team. Because my, that's his excuse for when I'm he actually loses. doing pretty well. It's like five and three, <laughs> but but Russell. I mean, I had Russell Wilson as my quarterback. You know, I mean, so now I've got. I think I th- I started uh, Heineke. Was it Heineken? Heineke. Heineke. Whatever his name is. I started him last week and won. I somehow I keep winning. I did really well on my well, Kevin. I I hope you kick his ass. My wide receiver <laughs> draft was very good. 
Cooper Cup down. is that's so all, much that's all better. I can say is he is going down. All right. All right. See bring you. it. Bye-bye. Can't wait to see it. Thank you, Kevin. Let's uh Cooper Cup is really he's good. Been really good. I've not seen him play Stafford's one play. Stafford's been phenomenal. Rams are going for it. Jeff, what's up? What's up, gentlemen? Hey, uh, Major League Baseball has shown again that it's uh, not about the team that had the best record uh, over a 162-game schedule, but the team that's the hottest, the team yep. that's playing the best at the end of the season. Isn't that know, the, the way it is, though, with, the like, say, the March Madness? Well, yes, it is. Yes, it is. I mean, and, that's the way sports are. I think, yeah. I think baseball may may uh, be, be – uh, more, you know, tuned to that than anything else. Uh, I mean, the 88 and 74 Braves, everybody's going, like, well, they can't possibly beat the 106-win Dodgers or the 96 You know what, though, pit. Jeff? I, there were a lot of baseball people, and I, I'm not a baseball person, okay, uh, that were like, they liked the Braves in this going through, uh, and everybody was picking them to beat the Astros. So it's like you get a hot team and you write it. In, in baseball, even even when they have more injuries, even when their their best pitcher gets knocked out in game one, absolutely. And and uh, I tell you what, it, you know the, the Braves just had you know had had that momentum, and yep. uh, they weren't going to be denied. And the, the bullpen was just unbelievable. I mean, uh, incredible. I'd like to get Jeff's take on on Matzik and 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 all and and Smith and the guys that they, they just. We're just un- completely unyielding. I'm, I may name uh, my entire... next dog Matzik. <laughs> well, if if you, I mean, if you listen to the, the show, which I know you do, Jeff, we've talked a lot about how scary the Braves bullpen was the b- middle of the year, and you know, the guy at the end of the games was freaking the heck out of me, and all of a sudden well, he shows up in the World Series and he lit it up. Remember two years ago when, or not not two years ago, but last year, right when they got all year. that bullpen help, yeah. Chris Martin. And all these guys, and you're like, okay, they're going to short up, and here we go. And they were, all, they all sucked. They were terrible. This year, they all. I mean, Chris Martin even has been okay. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you know, Matzik and the um, yeah, Matziks are really I, cool. Will Smith is just unbelievable. He was good at the end, yeah. and and for as much as he scared you and walked bases loaded a lot of the times, he would always get the job done. And yep. he found the different gear. He even scared me last night. For Matzik, he this was a guy that was a first round pick. And he was the 11th overall pick like 10 years ago. He could have been in Major League, too, because he had trouble yeah. throwing He the couldn't ball. figure anything out. He got the yips, and then he went into independent ball and worked his way back and figured it out, and he, he hit 100 last night. He was out of baseball two years or three years ago, Three years right? ago. Yeah. So it's, out of baseball. Just, yeah, yeah, it was just fun. Just unbelievable. It, it, yeah, it was so much fun. I, I, I know you guys enjoyed the heck out of it. We had a party at our house last night. And it was, uh, you know, was, uh, stage diving. I mean, we, we had so much fun. Watching. Man, I would have came to that if I got the invite. Yeah, nobody invited us to that. Jeez. I, I sat, I sat by myself and uh, ate some ice cream. That was what. That was my celebration. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, you know, well, hey, you know, it's only twenty four hours after the the, uh, the victory, but uh, let's talk a little. St- uh, Hot stove league, uh, Jeff. I mean, wh- what are the Braves going to do? I mean, they've got a log jam now in the outfield. They've got to bring a, a Cunha back in. Um, they, uh, they uh, what was funny is that the Arizona Diamondback board now is all manager management because uh, 
uh, remember the, the, this is like three years ago. Yeah, got rid Dan of Dansby. For, <laughs> yeah. for Shelby Miller. That's right. He was the first pick of the draft to, to Arizona. And then six months later, they traded him. Why did they do that? Yeah, it, it's a, Shelby Miller went 5-18 and 18 with a 6-plus ERA. Mm-hmm. And and now uh, Dansby is like a, the, the poster child for winning the, the uh, World Series. And so now they they want to throw all the, the president and everybody else out in Arizona. Yeah. Well, I will say this. I think in Major League Baseball, there are more uh, incompetent general managers than there are in A sports. And when you get a good one, like Antonopoulos, and he does what he did, you realize how good they are and how much they affect the sport. Um, I, you know, like in football, it's all about getting free agents, signing guys and everything. But they're going to go to the cities. You've got to be really good to make these kind of trades. You don't. You don't see that many trades in football or basketball, although basketball's gotten weird lately. But I mean, in baseball, you can you can do what the Braves did, and I think a lot of people look at that and go, "It's not all's not yeah. lost." And and the cool part was they were five games out when they started to to do this and change it around. And you know, I, I think in below five hundred, yeah, and in, in the hot stove stuff, Jeff. I don't know. I I to me, Peterson can go. I, I mean, he he obviously did some good things, but sustain him for the entire year I'd, I'd rather have Rosario just because th- that left-handed bat and certainly what he did in the playoffs but just he's got the ability to not strike out a ton and if you're putting him in between I mean and then Solaire I think you got to try to get him yeah. du- Duvall's got an option so he's coming back so if you have that that outfield right there you got Acuna Rosario Duvall and uh, Rosario um, you said Rosario twice. oh I did then uh, Solaire I mean S- uh, that would be the guy that I would I would try to go after. Um, yeah, because I think you're right, Jeff. Just you what, know, what's, what, what's, what he did. What's, uh, well, you got Ozzy and Acuna locked up, right? Yes. You need to lock up Freddie, and then you try to get figure out the yeah, two more from that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Slayer, you know, Slayer hit 48 home runs two years ago yeah, in was, Kansas City. Yeah. I I had I mean, never that, heard that, of I mean, him until the Braves got him. Well, and he just, you could tell the discipline was there. Like, obviously, the the Brave staff has done something with him to make him tone down on the swing, not strike out as much. That that at bat, when he hit the three run homer, was phenomenal. It was. Fouled off a lot of those pitches and then got one that he he could really drive. So I think it it worked for him, and maybe he'll be happy enough after what happened there that you get somewhat of a discount. Right. And, and, you know, Emphasizing the point that that, uh, that that if you get into that baseball playoff, you've got a shot. Mm-hmm. The, the Miami Marlins have never won a division title. Yeah. <laughs> they, as a wild card team, they won two World Series. That's and crazy. Yeah, it, it's, it's it's almost unbelievable. I mean, the Braves won 14 consecutive division titles and just one World Series. I'm aware of that. Guys, we, I'm very aware <laughs> of that. Listen, we're all in pain for that, Pat. I know that. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, I was reading a, a article uh, on SB Nation that says that the Cubs are going to try to target Freddie Freeman. I don't think he's going to leave, guys. I think I think that whatever, if the Braves come close on an offer, he'll stay. Yeah, I, I mean, That's what he I loves mean. it there. Obviously, you got Charlie there and the family, and it's. Uh, it's just a twelve years in a place. It's it's hard to just pick up and leave. Doesn't his wife Indeed. look a little weird to you sometimes? Like she's got that platinum hair and that. It looks like she's had. I don't know. She looks weird to me when I when I see her. She's all right. 
No, not she's very attractive. <laughs> don't don't but she looks like I don't know. All right, we got to get this break. What so you uh, don't know? Jeff, thank Gentlemen, you. Gentlemen, take care. Yep. Enjoyed it. All, All right, we appreciate look it. At women. We'll be right back here <laughs> on the tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Jolie Katzen. Junior long snapper Marco Ortiz has been named a Burlesworth Trophy nominee. This trophy is awarded to athletes who start as a walk-on and show outstanding performance on the field. The Gator soccer season has come to an end after a loss against Tennessee in the SEC quarterfinals. The Gators finish their season with a record of 4-12-4. Gator Volleyball will host Tennessee tomorrow night. The Gators are currently ranked 23, while the Vols are ranked 22. The Gators look to get their 15th win of the season to advance to 15-6. The Atlanta Braves won the World Series last night after defeating the Houston Astros 7-0 in Game 6. This is their first World Series win since 1995. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Jolie Katzen. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The semi-annual sale everyone waits for is here this weekend at International Diamond Center. Get extra savings store-wide, lowest prices all year, plus 36 months zero interest financing. And it's like double the selection with all the industry's top designers here with their entire collections, everything on sale. It's a three-day, $60 million event. Lowest prices before the holidays, including over 1,000 new diamonds purchased just for this event this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday only. Only at IDC at Celebration Point on approved credit. It's known as a small place with a big taste. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're really missing out. The place that's been voted best cheesesteaks in Gainesville, it's called Big Mills. Serving 100% top butt sirloin, 100% chicken breast on their cheesesteak sandwiches, Big Mills has a big taste. They also offer sausages, hot dogs, burgers, and salads with a baseball theme inside that every diehard is going to want to see. They've also got ice cream and milkshakes to wash it all down, so come on down to 2111 13th Street, right next to Adam's Ribs and see why Big Mills is a small place with a big taste. There are so many great Gator fans out there that show up on Saturdays. They're losing their voices and making sure they do what they can to help the boys get a W. The Gator Collective was established as a way to create opportunities for Gator players in any sport and give you, the fans, exclusive content that nobody else can get. Something special is happening, and this is a chance for you to be a part of it. Check out everything you need to know and unite yourself with some of the best student athletes there are. Log on today to thegatorcollective.com and start making a difference in Gator Nation. There's a ton of great benefits to living out in the country. The space, the stars, the farm animals, and the ability to swim naked when need be. But the one thing that I found out that's not cool, when the septic stops. Then there's a wee bit of a problem. Thankfully, I was able to call Newsom Well and Septic, and I was saved. This family-owned and operated business is the best, whether it's commercial or residential. They do well drilling, pump repair, pump outs, drain fields, septics, and they're available 24-7 if need be. Kyle and Josh Myers have been at it for as long as Dooley's been writing. So if your toilet don't swallow, give them a holler. Newsom Well and Septic. Remember the name because you'll certainly remember the results. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store. Every ing for small business all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS Store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. 
The semi-annual sale everyone waits for is here this weekend at International Diamond Center. Get extra savings store-wide, lowest prices all year, plus 36 months zero-interest financing. And it's like double the selection with all the industry's top designers here with their entire collections, everything on sale. It's a three-day, $60 million event. Lowest prices before the holidays, including over 1,000 new diamonds purchased just for this event this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday only. Only at IDC at Celebration Point. Approved credit. stuff earlier that we have uh, run out of time in our first hour, but a whole nother hour to keep things going. And obviously a, a lot to talk about. We'll continue to talk about the, the state of this program and got to mention the Braves. We, we get at least a, a day or two of the Braves. I've, we may be the only sports talk show in America that went an entire hour without talking about new first college football rankings, but I have a lot of thoughts about it, but they're really irrelevant. Yeah, we don't care. No. I don't think I didn't see Florida in that top twenty-five. So. No. You Remember last year how happy we were when they first came out. It was a big deal. It was a big deal, and all of you are big deals as well. We promise we'll uh, get this top of the hour break, come back, and uh, let you chat because that's what we do here on the tailgate. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The best new cars make the best used cars. That's why at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet, our buyers search all over Florida for only the cleanest, later model, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. And why you can feel confident knowing you're getting a safe, reliable vehicle backed by a local, reputable, hands-on dealer. Visit Davis Gainesville Chevy today and shop the area's largest pre-owned selection. Nearly every make and model. And with prices starting at just $99.95, everyone must pass a rigorous 170-point inspection. Many come with remaining factory warranties. And all are backed by Davis's three-day love-it-or-bring-it-back guarantee. Even dozens of GM-certified pre-owned vehicles are available with better-than-new-car warranties. Plus, Davis Gainesville Chevy has finance plans for everyone. So why pay the difference if you can't tell the difference? Get a fully inspected, like-new car or truck today for a fraction of the new car price at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet, North Main Street, online at GainesvilleChevy.com. See dealer for complete details. There's a brighter way to bank at Radiant Credit Union, like with their home equity line of credit that includes a credit card, so accessing your money is as simple as a tap. No checks, no complicated transfers. It's just easy access whenever and wherever you need. Applying online is easy, too, and your loan approval is quick with our local team. Plus, Radiant offers a great low introductory rate, so you'll keep more of your money for your next big project. 
Now, whether you're looking to make home improvements, paying down high-interest credit card debt, or a down payment on a vacation home, your home equity line of credit is ready when you are. Radiant puts your home equity in your hand so you can plan smarter, access easier, and enjoy longer. There's a brighter way to bank. It's at Radiant Credit Union with the home equity line of credit. Visit RadiantCU.org slash HELOC for details. That's RadiantCU.org slash HELOC for details. Radiant is federally insured by the NCUA. Nobody likes getting hurt, going to the doctor and dealing with all the stuff involved with trying to get better. But if you do happen to have a slip and fall, don't worry about it at all. The tremendous staff at Titan MRI is ready to find out what you need to do to get all fixed up. The winners of the Best of the Best contest in Gainesville, staffers at Titan MRI have more than 20 years of experience of making you feel comfortable during an MRI. The only locally owned and operated MRI center in town knows how crucial it is to get back to every everyday life so they've made it as easy as possible to get into their office just as easy as it was to score on florida state's football team the last few years and speaking of scoring all blue cross and blue shield members just got a gift to start off the new year they heard how many people wanted to get in and see joe and the crew at titan mri they made sure to add them to their network with offices in gainesville and now lake city there's an office near you so it's up to you tell your doctor you want to get to feeling better from the absolute best titan mri this is Florida Gator Jeffrey Meldon. And if you want free tickets to any UF sporting event, there's only one place to score them. Meldon Law is the only official personal injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators, and we're giving away tickets to all the games. Just go to MeldonLaw.com or visit Meldon Law's Facebook page to enter for your chance to see a game down where the old Gators play. This program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Quiet on the set. We're all sound. Action. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here's Jeff and Pat. All right, the second hour of the tailgate gets going now. Pat Dooley back with you today. Jeff here as well. And Will is producing. Good to have Pat back and good to be talking to all of you. And, of course, good to be talking from both of us because we're both Braves fans and a lot of the conversation has been about what they were able to accomplish last night, a, a fun night. And, you know, for me it was cool because I get to I get to share with my son. We sat there and, and watched the game together, had yep. a good time, and never got the, uh, like, opportunity to be with him for a World Series victory. So, so that was well, cool. Well, as you know, when I came in here, I gave you a hug. Yeah, I, mean, I was very happy. I saw your Atlanta Braves shirt. Sported I, it today. I, I kind of like that. I may have to get one like that. It's cool. Now, of course, Kelsey has gotten into the Braves today, and, and she <laughs> now wants a uh, jersey. So, of course, I go online. I go, okay, let me look at them. And, of course, they jack, jack yeah. the prices way up. Yeah, two hundos probably nothing. No, it's like three hundred, yeah. and it was like for a Ronald Acuna jersey, and I'm like, he didn't play. 
<laughs> Give me a uh, – I want a Matzik jersey is what I want. Yeah. All right, we'll play with all of you and uh, get back to the conversation as we get Hank to join us next. Hey, Hank. Hey, how are you doing today? We're great. Yeah, we're. I'm doing great down here too because uh, I'm a longtime Braves fan from the days of listening to them on the radio in the early 70s. Um, man, they could hit the cover off the ball, but they couldn't get anybody out. <laughs> so, I remember uh, that uh, Bob Horner four homer game, man. I listened to that on the radio. Well, that's that's in the 80s. Uh, I'm talking about Rico Cardi, Hank oh. Aaron, Davey Johnson. Okay. Aaron, and, uh, Who was the second baseman on that team? Davey Johnson. No. Well, not Eventually. well. He was well, later. Felix Mion, the kitten. Uh, Felix Mion. Yeah, I don't know if Davey Johnson and Rico Cardi played together, if they were in that same era. They might have been, though. They. Yeah, Cardi was uh, hit three sixty six, and I think it was nineteen seventy. Yeah, he did, but they, Rico Cardi, again, they, the big boy, they couldn't get anybody out. No. But anyway, they've gone from being America's team to to I think uh, when you look at uh, something they ha- something everybody in the SEC has in common besides hating each other is. The core of the SEC, at least, Tennessee, Louisiana, Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia, South Carolina, and North Florida, they all love the Braves. Yeah, because that's what, all they had for a long time. Yeah, I think the Braves are actually the team, the official Major League Baseball team of the Southeastern Conference. Mm-hmm. Well, they were America's team because they, everyone wanted the, the Astros TBS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because because of TBS. But, sure. But then that stopped. And then you could only see them on, I don't yeah. know, in the '90s. Was it, was it ESPN or? Oh no, they ABC? they had established it. You know, they had already established a brand. But I think more people were rooting for them. I would bet half the people rooting for the Braves in this World Series were rooting just rooting against the. It was almost like Trump Biden. You know, I'm I'm voting well, against this guy. You know, I, I so think. Outside of the conference, I think that's true. Across the country, that's probably true. Yeah. But when you look at the crowd shots for the games in Atlanta, you'd see LSU hats, Alabama sure. hats, Georgia hats. Yeah, didn't like them. Went to a game, <laughs> and 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 the Georgia fan sitting in the back of me stole my Gator hat. Wow. <laughs> back in, back <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, Hank, that, that's a great point, and I, I think you see it a lot. And yeah, I, I, every time I go up there and see the same thing. So it's it's kind of cool. It's it's kind of fascinating that you do have so many different fan bases that can come together for for one big team. But have, exactly. having that team down here and enjoying it, it, it makes it fun. And and you do like obviously you know you you hate those guys when you're playing them in college, but you're sitting next to them and sharing a beer or, or a hot dog for a Braves game, and you're high fiving when Acuna hits a homer. That, that's what sports does exactly. to you. Exactly. I thought it was funny when you when you mentioned Dansby Swanson at Vanderbilt. Yeah, and now we love him as a Brave. <laughs> it reminds me of the old uh, Seinfeld skit about sports fans rooting for laundry. Yeah, well, actually, it was you a know, Seinfeld. Uh, <laughs> believe me, I know Seinfeld. It was a stand-up act that he did that he said, "All yeah. we're doing, we're rooting for laundry." Yeah, that's he, all he we're doing. Team we don't care about the players. Ooh, it's laundry. Ooh. A note about recruiting, which has got to be the most fraught social experiment in the history of man. I mean, um, back in, in, decades ago, 
coaches used to say, well, you recruit the heck out of the kids, and then you get them on campus, campus and you have to unrecruit them. You have to kind of unbrainwash them about how great they are. Yeah, so well, I did a big story on that about five or six years ago. Yeah, yeah. about how you've got to now, re-recruit them almost. Now you've got to recruit them constantly. Oh, to keep it never stops. It never. It's like it's like what uh, Kirby Smart said the other day. Always be recruiting, which uh, yeah, like an a, the ABC is always be recruiting if you if you capitalize the C in recruiting. Well, there is a he, there is a saying that that all SEC coaches know, and that is uh, recruiting is like shaving. You got to do it every day. If you don't, you look like crap. Yeah, exactly. You know, for the people who are complaining about our recruiting, though, and it. And it, I did a lot of looking through the ESPN uh, signing classes for, for Florida, Alabama, and, and Georgia. Florida, since 2015, has signed three five-star players. you know who they are? They would all be from the transfer portal. It'd be Brenton Cox. No. <laughs> signed. Signed? Dexter was one signed. of them. Jervon Dexter, C.C. Jefferson, and, Marshall? and Marquez Ivey. Oh, Ivy. No, Marquez okay. Ivy is the third one. That's yeah. it since 2015. Um, you know, of course, Percy Harvin was one. Tim Tebow was one. But this is just uh, – Will Hill probably had the highest grade of any person we ever signed in the last 20 years. Not as a human being, but yes, as a player. Yeah. <laughs> no, but as a player. As a player. But my question is, you know, given that recruiting is something that everybody fails at except one – team the national championship winner everybody else probably thinks at the end of the year when they don't win the national championship that they need to do a better yeah, job the players weren't good enough yep yeah would would the the gentleman who called earlier i would ask him would you rather be number five among public universities on the u.s news and world report list or would you be rather be number five on the uh college football Bro, you do not want to ask that question to this crowd. That is not a question that you even need to ask. And that and that is what that is where I think a lot of Gator fans are like they've gone they they're they're thrilled with that, but it's not getting them any recruits, so they don't care. And I'm we're talking about sports fans. I mean, you know, just well, people that are just then, then we need to spend Increase our budget by one percent and work on our public relations department. If you're talking about totally, if if Dan Mullen needs counseling, he can get it from a PR person. Well, he doesn't have a PR person right now, but that's well, a whole he needs story. One. He needs one, and the whole the whole institution needs one to to emphasize to these student athletes who are prospects or prospects what a great university this is. And look at the look at the other top five teams. Schools: UCLA, Cal, North Carolina. I think te- I, I'm not sure what the fourth one is. I think it might be Texas and UF. Yep. All of them have this year probably have four and four records on average. And, and uh, but but I, I just think these kids are missing the boat when they don't realize that very few of them are going to make it to the pros and are going to have a long pro career. But if they go to the University of Florida, they've achieved something that 95% of the kids in the state would give their eye teeth to achieve. Well, I mean, that, I, but I know. Agreed, but, but they don't care. They don't care, yeah. yeah that's the exactly. problem. I mean, well, that's, 
that's that's called, that's but i mean but, but uh, by teaching. going and getting kids who only care about getting their degree are you going to be a better football team no you're not i mean that's not the way it's built i mean you hope to get those kind of special guys those guys that come here they want to get their degree they want to do something with their lives they know that being a great uh being in the nfl is maybe not uh, 100%. And that is kind of the guy that Dan Mullins recruited. Are guys who are three stars and I'll I'll make yeah. you better and if you do the job, you will you will be Kyle Trash, you will be Kadarius Tony, you'll be Kyle Pitts. But instead, uh you have years like this where they don't have the the, the best talent. Everybody keeps I keep hearing this story and I keep hearing it from fans and I keep hearing it from TV people and radio people and they go, "You know, for Florida's talent, they don't they should never be four and four with the talent they have. They're not that talented. I mean, they just aren't. They have I'm no so speed sure. at wide receiver. Yeah, but still, that's still not true, though, because if you look I'm, at the average ranking of the recruiting classes and Mullins got here, it's it's still 10th. Yeah, but I'm, I'm so saying. they have I know, players. But I've watched them play, though, Jeff. What, what, what the recruiting rankings are, I could not care a butt lick, okay? What I'm saying is I watch these guys play, and, and they are not – good in a lot of spots they're good but enough is to that talent or is that coaching well it's both but i mean because look at their losses in the last two years how many of those losses at least six out of the eight have you could attribute to key mistakes individual tiny mistakes like a missed kick yeah. you don't see that many losses that aren't attributed to key mistakes that's how usually many, what happens yes you do you do at Florida the last two years were, were Texas A&M, LSU, LSU again, Kentucky, uh, bad clock management in, in the SEC championship game, a missed extra point against Alabama. I've gone over this before. This is, this is a, an, an incredible string. This team is a lot better than four and four athletically. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, they – better. I, I think they're at, five and three. Look, I mean, look, no, what look, they did right, to so, Georgia for 56 minutes. Yeah. They held Georgia. No, they, if you take away uh, those minute, three 56 mistakes minutes. at the end, if you take away was those 20, three mistakes at the end of the first half, and they But you are, can't take them away, though. Team. I know you can't take them away, but that's the point. Why are we making them? Why are we making these critical you got mistakes? A, it has nothing to do with talent. Sophomore, freshman, slash freshman quarterback. Who, How about Malik Davis fumbling against Texas A&M? He's a junior last year. I'm not, you're going uh, way about back. How a shoe against LSU? What the hell is that? I mean, what we have here is a is these coaching these mistakes out of the out of what are normally talented players. We yeah, nobody's just, blown us out except. Nah, uh, I don't. Oklahoma. I don't think Florida's that talented. I thought they were before the season. But again, that was because, uh, as is the case now, we don't get to la- watch them practice. We don't get to watch any scrimmages. I was kind of going based on numbers and guys who I knew about and guys who I had seen play. But I watched this team play eight games. I don't think they're that talented. I personally don't. I, I don't see where the great wide receiver is on this team. And they've had great – in the last three years, when they've gone to New Year's Six games, they've had great wide receivers. They don't have a great wide receiver right now. All right, Hank, I thank you, buddy. Uh, okay. Yeah, we appreciate the call. Let's uh, snag a few more as we uh, get Bo Gator to join us next. Hey, Bo Gator. 
Hey, man, I'm about to lose y'all because well, I'm out here in Georgia. Hey, uh, can y'all hear me? Yep. Okay. Oh, dude just called and talked about how great and how smart the University of Florida is and what the athletes should be and how smart and, and bring that up. Then they turn around and say we're making these stupid mistakes. Well, maybe our kids aren't smart enough that they're not understanding that you don't let go of the ball. I don't know. Yeah, or stay in the end zone when you pick a, a ball off. Don't give me that sound again. That's what happened last week. Uh, I think we got to the uh, the point where we lost Bo Gator. So let's get uh, Steve to join us next. Hey, Steve. Hey, are you talking to me? Yep, talking to you. Boy, I got a bad connection if you're talking to me. Uh-oh, we might be having some issues phone line-wise again. Can you hear me? All right, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll snag a break then and try to get these things fixed. As we continue to roll along, 392-8255, you want to get back in, we'll reset these phone lines and get it going again here on the tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I am Kish Lasmanal. Gators basketball player Keontae Johnson, who collapsed during a game last December, is deciding whether to try and get medically cleared to play professionally or cash in on a $5 million insurance policy, according to ESPN.com. Until he makes his decision, Johnson will continue his role as Coach Key within the basketball program. Gators softball fifth exhibition is today against St. Louis University. The exhibition is scheduled for six tonight. Looking ahead, Gators volleyball is set to play against the Tennessee Lady Volunteers tomorrow night at 7. And Gators Women's Tennis will be at the ITA National Fall Championships tomorrow for a day-long event. Santa Fe College Men's Basketball is set to play against Hillsborough Community College at 7 tonight. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Keisha Espinal. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Every morning, I get up, start the trek into town for a busy day ahead, and every morning, I kid you not, I pass an ugly green van or truck along the way, heading to work as well. But the best part of that site is I know someone is about to be wowed with the craftsmanship and work ethic from days gone by with the technology of today, because that vehicle has vintage electric written across the side. And that quality is evident all over North Central Florida, and with more than two dozen licensed journeyman technicians, you can be assured that a call to Vintage Electric is a call you won't forget. Now, I'm sure there's tons of you out there with honeydews up the wazoo, and if any of those have to do with electricity, call Vintage Electric today. No job's too small, they do it all. From service upgrades to rewiring, appliance and AC circuits, and how about an entire smart home installation? That way you can just ask Alexa to turn on the tailgate. So have them put their tailgate down, grab their tools, and sit back and know your electric job is going to be done right. Call up Vintage Electric today at 371-8021 or visit them online at vintageelectric.net. Gentlemen, listen up. Your lady is letting you watch football, go to tailgates, and hang out with your buddies every weekend this time of year, so you need to show her some thanks with something that'll make her smile. And what's better than jewelry? Oaks Jewelry is the place that'll create that smile with their amazing selection of diamond studs in every price range. They'll look amazing on game day with her gator tee and jeans, or how about date night paired up with that little black dress? Now show her you're a stud and get that special something just because. Oaks Jewelry, making North Central Florida smile for more than 30 years. This is Florida Gator Jeff Cardozo, and I'm with the University of Florida's only official 
personal injury law firm partner, Jeffrey Meldon of Meldon Law. Jeffrey, I hear you are the go-to place for free tickets to Gator Athletic Games. That's right, Jeff. Meldon Law is the place to score tickets to all the Gator games. Go to MeldonLaw.com or visit our Facebook page to enter our contest and you could win tickets to an upcoming game. You heard it here, Gator fans. Go to MeldonLaw.com or the Meldon Law Facebook page for your chance to see a game down where the old Gators play. So if you bleed orange and blue, Meldon Law is the firm for you. When fun finally returns, Bud Light legends don't just come back. They come roaring back, carrying a cooler full of Bud Lights, an inflatable dolphin, and those Velcro pads with the balls that stick to them. And this summer, with a cooler at their side, they're going to make up for all the fun we've missed. Welcome back, Bud Light legends. It's time to take summer by the coolers. Cooler up at BudLightLegends.com. Enjoy responsibly. 2021 AP Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Inside the Huddle with Steve Spurrier, Shane Matthews, and Steve Russell. Live from Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. right here on WRUF. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. All right, back at it. Jeff and Pat here with you as we uh, continue to roll through a Wednesday. Try to go back to the uh, the phone. Let's see if we got Bo Gator back with us. Bo Gator, you there? Hello, hello? Hello? Hey, we got you. Nope. It's y'all still all broken up, man. You're coming through broken and scrambled. All right, go ahead and, go ahead and talk because we can hear you good. That <laughs> sounds crazy. <laughs> You you can go ahead and talk for me. I don't know. Y'all can hear me though. Yes. Uh, okay, y'all broke it up. Anyway, so and then plus everybody says it'd be like Alabama and Georgia. Well, first of all, how much money are we gonna pile in this NIL? Because we already know Alabama's freshman quarterback started off making a million dollars a year. Texas A and M puts out more money than any team in the country. Georgia fans show up for every football game. If they play Troy, Sanford Stadium is sold out. Where if Florida, like when we play Sanford this week, they ain't going to be maybe 40,000 fans there because the people won't go. I mean, if you're going to be like Alabama, be like Georgia, you got to be like them in everything, not just we want to win some football games. I can't hear y'all. You, how about now? You good now? I got you now. Okay. Yep. Um, anyway. Yeah. I, I mean, sorry. I miss. I missed part of part of that conversation. I just heard forty thousand in Samford. Well, I mean, like, when if you want to be like Georgia, if Georgia plays Troy this weekend, there'll be eighty-five thousand, ninety thousand, ever how many people Samford Stadium holds uh-huh. there. When we play this week against Samford. Well, not this week. Next week, there'll be it won't even be forty thousand people in the stands. I mean, they show up and they travel. I mean, if you ever went to a Georgia game somewhere, them dudes travel. I mean, you know, not just the Georgia, Florida. 
but you know, everywhere they go, they try to like Bandy. They went up there and bought Bandy Stadium out. Come on, man. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. There, there's there's a difference. I I agree with you. <laughs> and if you're gonna be big time, you gotta be big time as a fan. Also, you gotta be behind them. You can't be bitching. We got the same fifteen people to call all week, every week. That's like Matt. He called the other day. He called Steve show. He goes, I didn't watch the game Saturday, but afterwards I went to watch on YouTube, and I couldn't even watch it on there. It was just horrible. But he's going to call and complain about the game and about the team and everything else. You ain't even watching the damn game, man. Come on. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the negativity certainly uh, impacts some of the things, and I think that's what's filtering into what Mullen's hearing this week. And you, you have the, the questions directed – a certain way and that's the way that things want to go but uh, it's 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 obviously a little toxic right now and winning cures it all and or at least a lot of it and you just hope that florida can get back to to being able to do that and i would hope that if florida can go up and play well do the things that that mullen is preaching to the team this week get it figured out and although it's a south carolina team that you should throttle pretty badly do the same thing to, to sanford and then by the time you're playing Florida State at the end of the year, that the stadium would be packed again. Hopefully people have forgotten about it. And then you go into the offseason with what is hopefully a, a decent recruiting class, get him back where he can be out recruiting again and doing some different things, which he can't right now. So I think that's impacting some stuff. And then get it turned around. I think the, these oh. these next four weeks are huge for sure. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, but you got to back the team. You can't be just negative all the time. You know, it's you know, I mean, that's – I I get my feelings hurt when they lose because I live in the middle of Georgia Bulldog country. Well, I'm not just, you know, I'm not like embarrassed like I hear people call in and say, you know, if it's like they're the kids out there putting their putting everything online. They're the ones out there playing hard. When they get throttled, now they feel embarrassed. You as a fan, if you're embarrassed, I don't, I, I don't know what you're looking at. You know, I mean, what? how much you got in your life that you're embarrassed because we lost? Disappointed? Yeah. Embarrassed? I don't get it. Yep. All right, Bo Gator. Appreciate you. Hey, appreciate y'all, man. And uh, go Gators. Y'all damn Debbie Doubters, get the hell off the phone. Let's get some, let's get some positivity up in here. <laughs> oh, and, and listen, I, I think everybody's got a right to, to chat about what they want to. I but I, I think it's certainly, though, listen, the, there, and there's been some great calls about what needs to be fixed, what, what can be done to get fixed, and I think that that needs to happen. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're embarrassed, then I would probably say that that's not a good thing. But I think, listen, I'm not happy about it. Pat's not happy about it. Dan Mullen's certainly not happy about it. Scott Strickland's not happy about it. Dr. Fox is not happy about it. And, you know, the, the majority of you aren't, aren't happy about it. And that is now the, the next step to go try to fix it and, and make it better. So I, I guess in just the what is it, Wednesday? The the three days now that they've been practicing and, and getting it after this week, there's there's definitely a different tone or what's going on and, and how they're they're going about it. And you just want to see Saturday if that sticks to the way that he's trying to, to portray that to everybody. See what Dave's got. Dave, what's up? Hey guys. Hey Pat. Um I'm out I'm up in Atlanta and I wanna say first of all, thank you for your show. I've been listening to it for a number of years. It's great to be able to catch up on 
Gator news and Gator talk when you're uh, when you're deep in enemy territory. Um, I have a couple of comments about Mullins, and um, I've been a I was a season ticket holder for 38 years, and um, I think Hank had a little bit when he called in and talked about <clears throat> mistakes that are being made by the players. Um, Pat, I, I know you don't think the talent level is where it needs to be, and and then I think I don't know if you agreed with him on the on the mistakes, but there seems to be some discipline issues. I think with with the team, and when I look at the four years, you, you look at as a Florida fan, are we going up or are we going down? Um, what is the trend? Well, right now and, it's not going up. I mean, it was going up. It was that going was, up for that was three thing. years. Yeah, yeah. The, the crescendo had, had hit. Gosh, you get to right. Atlanta and then right. boom. So the first three years were good, but the trend is going the reverse. He's two and what is it? Two and seven yep. against conference five teams, um, and and the trend is going the wrong direction. And the question is, is you, you know, as a as in management, you start looking at things and you go, and is is this reversible? And I well, that's the job of the AD. I don't think to I figure think, out. Yeah, I, I think I think Dan is a good coach offensively, but what I see goes on with the team, and I think there's a discipline problem on the team. When when you have a DB that intercepts a ball, goes into the end zone, and then comes out, and I'll tell you, you go back and you look Man, at that that's, game. That's that an, was the key play. That's it was a huge play, and I agree with you. But it's an instinct thing. There, it's not a discipline thing. It is. No, I just but, picked but off Pat, a pass. If you, if you, and I'm right on the goal line, and I'm going to come out with it. And it was a it was a mistake, but it wasn't a mistake. a mistake. It wasn't a mistake based on discipline. It was a mistake based on he you know, he just I'm, did the wrong I'm not thing. Sure. I, I disagree. I I think when you when you teach kids, young kids, you have to be repetitive. And and I just so how many times do you practice intercepting the ball one yard deep in the end zone? No, I, I'm not saying that. I'm saying as a coach, you need to prepare your team for situations and every situation that comes up, and they should know exactly what to do. Uh, I just think if you look at the discipline on an Alabama team and you look at the discipline on a Florida team, I think it's a lot different. Yeah, it is. A they're, lot be, they're better. And it, and it comes and they got better and players, comes, too, and it's a bad combination. Well, it, 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 yeah, and, and I – like I said, I think Dan's a good offensive coach. I think he's a great offensive mind. But there are things missing in this program that that I look at and I go, we haven't had – when was the last time we had a great offensive line? This year. I don't think this year is good. You, you, you're going to well, tell me about the Well, they're six in the nation are rushing. Yeah. And they've only the, given the, up the seven sacks football. this year. Yeah. I think they're pretty well, good. I don't, I don't but, think that's but yeah, they, but, I think but, the but I, they, yeah, they have gotten pushed around. The physicality of our offensive line at Florida in the last eight years, I mean, even when Tim Tebow was there, he made he, he made things happen because of a lack of, of – we just haven't had an offensive line, I can't remember when, in terms of being able to take the ball and push it down somebody's throat. And I think in the SEC, you guys know, you talk about it all the time. It's won and lost on the line. You know when they had that offensive line? When Will Muschamp was a coach. Yeah, 1984. Will Muschamp. Will Muschamp's team ran up and down the field on everybody. Yeah. In 2012. That that offensive line was great. 
And they went 11 and 1. Why? Why can't? I don't understand. I, I just don't understand in the state of Florida how there can't be offensive line. I, I just don't, I don't understand it. I don't know if it's, it's just a relationship thing. Um, but if we don't recruit on the line, I don't care what kind of players you have at the skill position. If you can't block people, it, it's not going to happen. And we have well, that's it true. They they uh, and they don't have people on the in the skill positions this year, and that's part of the problem. So you the combination, mm-hmm. I think. Although I I will give credit to the offensive line. I think the offensive line's done a pretty good job this year. I mean, when you're they, in the top six better, in the nation and rushing, I mean, what do you want well, them to be? Number one, I, I agree with that. But look at how many yards we got in those first two games. I mean, yeah, that, that our 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 running game is good. It's better than it's been. But and that's just part of the issue. I, I, I still go back. I think we have a coaching issue. All right. So, so I, what, just for I, a second, what would you do? Well, I, I can tell you right now. I, I we need to get we. If you remember Spurrier's years, the, the four years that he had great. Who was the recruiting coordinator? Because Spurrier hated recruiting. Ron Zook brought in unbelievable classes in the mid nineties. We need somebody that can recruit kids and bring them in. And the defensive side of the ball, I just don't I'm, – I'm not excited about our defensive coordinator. I, I, don't, think, I don't think he does a good job. Right, I don't, so that, that's I just, two people you would fire right so far, defensive would, coordinator and recruiting it, coordinator. I'm just, I'm well, just trying I'm, to figure out what you would do. Because that's, that's the thing I keep asking that, people because I don't know the answer. Yeah. I don't know what I would do. To solve the problems that Florida has right now, and and well, you know nobody if, else if seems business, to have that answer. If you're in the if if you're in the business world and you see the trend of the program of where we're going, I think a lot of people would look at the head guy. Okay, so you fire and I, him. And I'm not agreeing. I'm you not fire agreeing him. With, I'm not. Saying and guess what? Is, you start all over again, right from scratch. And and, and you're probably going to suck the first year. Yeah, Pat, I agree. I agree with you, Pat. But what happens if you look at the trend right now? What's going to happen if the trend continues for the next two years, and then you have to make the change? Then you're four years out of the picture. But it's still a one-year trend. It's not a four-year trend. He's been here four years. He took a program okay, that was four problem, and seven. Look at the problems that you see right now, and, and, and you say, is that really a one-year problem? Well, or has this yes. been growing over two or three years? Yeah, but I, I think, Dave, where, where it's coming back to it is I think we'll know that now. Like, he he didn't envision this. I don't think anybody envisioned this, especially after how close the Alabama game was. And he let it happen for the Kentucky game. And mistakes happened and different things. Again, and I agree with him. I think Florida outplayed Kentucky that day and you just you oh, had a absolutely. you had a stupid penalty never, and right so so listen it's a lot right? closer we never lost to LSU right we never lost to Kentucky correct we but then that means LSU again. but Dave but that means coaching. it's a lot closer than you're acting like it it needs to just completely then blow up the, the, no. Dan Mullen no, now I, understands I why Alabama the mis- never should have lost to Texas they, they understand why the mistakes right like who's who's talking here like. I don't know. I I haven't talked yet, and you guys have talked the entire time. Like, let me talk. Okay. I'm sorry. You're right. Okay. You're right. The, so so get to the point now where he understands where the problem has now happened. He's told that to us on Saturday after the game. He's told that to the team this week, and now we'll see if it works. And I agree with Pat. It hasn't been a three-year problem. For three years, this program got a lot better. 
and they made it to the SEC championship game last year. He doesn't have a quarterback this year. They both are not smart at the position. They're both talented, but they don't understand the position yet. So that's they don't have that's the it factor. right. So well, I think Richardson I can get to that point, but he's not even close to that yet. Right. So you need to get a and guy, I, in my opinion, that can run the offense and be good. So I, I think we'll and I that that's what we're going to see over had, these next four weeks. He's, he's, he he's had four years to recruit that guy. I, I I understand. I agree with you, Jeff, with what you just said. But what I see, what I'm wondering is, why are we talking? If he was in year one or two, I get that he had to inherit players that aren't doing what he needs to do. But he's been there four years. Yeah, but I, and I think that and, because and, of and the we've success, got players, we've got players that aren't working. Yeah, but because of the success, Dave, they, they, the because of the success, it's kind of been just masked a little bit. Yeah. And I think he's at the point now where he realizes that the way that it was going is not going to be successful here. And it's now his job to turn that around. Yeah, and again, Jeff, 11 months ago, they were a playoff team with a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback, and it's just blown up. And it's gone bad, and when it, went, when it started to go bad, it well, went bad quickly. And I, and I would say to you, why was Trask on the bench? Well, that, that that's ridiculous. Who cares? What, Pat? Why Who cares now? Who cares now? Well, no, but no, it go, it leads back. It, it go it goes all back to decisions that your head coach is making. Right. So he decided to go with Anthony Richardson this week, and he was terrible. So well, that that was a decision he made that everybody wanted him to make, and he, he right. and it was it didn't work. Okay. And I take and I blame us as Florida fans. For Richardson starting at Georgia, okay. So, because because I believe just like you do, and just like Dan did, he believed that Richardson probably wasn't ready for that situation. Right. But he had to do it because of the noise that we create. Mm-hmm. And, and and for that, I don't blame Dan. I do blame. I, blame him. I don't think you should listen to. No, the fans. I blame us because it's. I don't think you should listen to the fans. Well, they don't. They don't run the football Come team. On, Pat. You know that's hard. You you can say that. No, but you don't listen to the fans about who to play. You never yeah. do that. Yeah, but how bad would that have looked just, if Emory uh, runs out there in the entire yeah. stadium booze? That that's Gators. Yeah. That's I, the Gators, man. That's I, just what we are. Yeah, but again, that's the pressure that, that that the alumni put on with the noise that we make over over the last two or three weeks that made that 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 helped him make that decision. Well, to let do me that. ask you this: How much of that noise do you think he actually hears? I think he heard enough of it to start Richardson on Saturday. Yeah. That was a bad decision. It, I, I'm not disagreeing with you, but had the noise not been there, I, w- I would guesstimate if the noise hadn't been there, Pat, that decision would never have been made. There was a lot of noise when uh, he was going to start maybe Kyle Trask against um, South Carolina, too. Remember that? Well, that, that he, he, And then he, Kyle he, Trask he got hurt. Well, he, had he, to, exactly. he got hurt. He, he couldn't play. practice. He but got hurt, you know what? I, missed a I whole year, Dan, got hurt. Missed. Here's what I blame Dan for. I blame Dan for ha- not having Trask in a lot earlier than, than he but He had. was hurt. He, he was hurt. No, no, no. I'm saying you look – I mean, you just watch Trask play football? Why was he on the bench? Well, I know that now, but I was never allowed to watch practice, so I can't tell you. Well, no, <laughs> I know that. But I'm saying we saw Trask for, for a year and a half. Yeah, but and the I'm first the to, first I'm year of him, him, he was he couldn't play because he was hurt. 
the year that, focused, and then the oh, next the year is when year? he was it the first year he was there. He was hurt. No, he was. Was he hurt twice? He was hurt twice. Yes, he twice, was. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. Broke one. He hurt one foot and then he hurt the other. I did not realize that. So, so when, when Philippe started that first year, it was because Trask had been hurt. Yes. I did not realize that. It does. Okay. I, I don't. I still think he would have started Felipe. And then when Felipe started the second year off, and when he got hurt, that's when Trask hurt, finally went right. in. But right. yeah, he's he got hurt twice, and um, but well, I he was going to go in the year before that, but he broke his ankle in practice. No, it was a uh, foot. South Carolina, the game. other foot. Yeah, or the foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, All right. Well, thanks, guys. Thank thanks for taking the call. I appreciate it. All right, Dave. Um, you all have a great day. You too. We appreciate it. we got to snag a break. We'll do that. Come back and uh, keep it going here on the tailgate. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Well, I think we all know how hot it gets in North Central Florida. It's sometimes unbearable at times to even be outside over the summer. But for me, it was just as unbearable to be inside because my house just wouldn't cool down. So I knew it was finally time to do something about it. And thanks to Kirk and his team at Crystal Air, my phone call turned into a life changer. They told me my unit was as old as Pat Dooley is and the air wasn't traveling through the house correctly and it was time to get with the times. So I took advantage of 0% financing for 60 months on a brand new train unit, was also able to take advantage of some rebates from train. And even though they are train comfort specialists, which is the highest contractor rating by train, Crystal Air and Water works on all brands out there. And the repair services are as fast as my fastball was back in the day and they'll be there today if you need them to come out and see what's wrong. With my new train variable speed system. The temperature has evened up throughout the house. There's much lower humidity and the unit is even generator friendly if need be. So if you need your AC unit looked at, call Crystal Air at 333-0460 because they aren't comfortable until you are. The semi-annual sale everyone waits for is here this weekend at International Diamond Center. Get extra savings store-wide, lowest prices all year, plus 36 months zero-interest financing. And it's like double the selection with all the industry's top designers here with their entire collections, everything on sale. It's a three-day, $60 million event, lowest prices before the holidays, including over 1,000 new diamonds purchased just for this event this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday only, only at IDC at Celebration Point on approved credit. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. One other thing that I like about Exceptional Dentistry compared to other practices I've been to is it's one practice. From soup to nuts, whatever I need in terms of my dental care, I know that they're going to be accountable and responsible to what services they're providing for me. Other practices that I've dealt with over the years, I felt like I had to triangulate, whether it be someone extracting and another person implanting. Here, it, it is a one-stop party shop. You're going to get every level of care that you need in terms of your dental care. I, I've become a new person since uh, all of these treatments have started. I'm extremely pleased with the time and the money investment that I've, that I've made into this. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. 
As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ink for small business, all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. The semi-annual sale everyone waits for is here. This weekend at International Diamond Center. Get extra savings store-wide. Lowest prices all year plus 36 months zero interest financing. And it's like double the selection with all the industry's top designers here with their entire collections. Everything on sale. It's a three-day, $60 million event. Lowest prices before the holidays, including over 1,000 new diamonds purchased just for this event this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday only. Only at IDC at Celebration Point. Approved credit. We're proud to be your home for Gator women's basketball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. I'm Mick Hubert, voice of the Gators, and you're listening to The Tailgate on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the flagship of the Florida Gators. All right, welcome back. Pat and Jeff here with you. So we uh, figure out this program. Good luck with that. Good luck. Good luck. Uh, Let's uh, talk about how Oregon was the fourth pick. (laughs) (laughs) We'll do that later in the week. Let's get uh, Ted to join us next. Hey, Ted. One of the 15 that calls, I think the guy was alluding to earlier. I I actually watched the games, though, as well. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a good idea, okay. usually. <laughs> it's, I, I don't see what you would be doing otherwise, quite frankly. The, the, the world stops for, for the time frame when the, when the Gators are playing. That's right. But um, I think it stops when any college football team is playing. That's what yeah, I do. Yeah, Saturday. Period. Saturday. Stops. Just please, just, no one call me or text me unless it's uh, words of encouragement. But um, I was going to say, you know, the, the thing that, was talked about earlier regarding recruiting and and how we're so close to maybe having one or two fewer losses this year, but that's where it gets to recruiting, right? That that we the margin for error is so small with this right. team as opposed to a team like Georgia, who you know what you, you intercept that ball, you you go into the end zone, which was obviously a key play. That's that, that was a key play of the Florida Georgia game, um, where it, and it clearly turned on that play. But you know, if if you have an elite player. Maybe they break that tackle at the one-yard line. They get the ball out to the 15. But beyond that, we don't have a guy. The last time we had a guy on the defensive line who was wrecking things was Jonathan Grenard and Zuniga to an extent, too, but he was so banged up that year. We don't have guys like that who cover up mistakes for other players. And that's kind of what Georgia has right now, right? They have guys, if you make a mistake in the secondary and a guy blew past you, you didn't hear about it because Jordan Davis gobbled up the quarterback within two seconds. And, and Florida doesn't have that. They don't have the uh, capability to overcome that margin of error. So that's well, where the recruiting. They've built pretty much their entire defensive line off the transfer portal, and sometimes that doesn't work out. And it, you're right. And perhaps Gervin Dexter next year is that guy. That's that's just yeah. unblockable. And Florida had a string of them. They had like, you know, the Grenard, Zuniga, and then and the, before that, uh, once upon a time, it was Bullard, and then before that, it was Fowler. You had these guys who would make differences on the defensive line and we haven't really had that guy for a couple of years just there's no one who's done that for this team 
Certainly not last year, and this year haven't seen it. I mean, I thought it was going to be much better. And, again, this is where I think I got fooled and a lot of people got fooled with this football team is I thought, okay, Brent Cox this year is going to be huge. Zach Carter is going to be huge. He's going to have a great year. And now they got those two, three tackles they brought in from the transfer portal, plus Gervon Dexter. Man, that front four is going to be brutal on, on teams. And then a team ran for like 300 yards running the same play. So, I mean, you know, I mean, I just, I don't know how good, how talented this team is. That's what I'm not trying to be I agree. negative. I just don't think they're, they're overly talented. And that, as you said, that makes the margin of error so small. You can't commit 15 penalties. You can't throw, turn it over three times in the last two minutes of a half. You can't do those kind of things. Absolutely. Alabama's, uh, I mean, somebody was talking about how disciplined they are. They're one of the leaders in, in penalty yardage this year. Yeah, and, I mean, but and they, Spurs they teams guys, always uh, were the leader leaders in penalties, but they were so good, he was able to overcome it. Absolutely. The other thing, too, in 2012, we were 11-2, and two, and, I, and I just take exception to that because we always, like, inflate that, that record if we win the bowl game, but then we kind of, like, just – we we're like, oh no, 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 we were eleven and one that year. I, I'm, I'm one of those guys. We were eleven and two. We and we, that was pre the years of people sitting out bowl games too. We lost yeah, that game. They, they, so, yeah, they. No, I agree with you. They didn't play well, but that team was. The the point that they were making was about how Florida couldn't has never been able to run the ball, but that that offensive line was pretty good. They ran the ball on everybody because that's all they did. Uh, they didn't throw the ball. I'll tell you what. It, and we may be paying for the sins of that, that season this year because that team, talk about some margin of error. I remember, like, Jacksonville State, we blocked a punt to win a game, I think, in that one. I, they, no, you you're know, thinking of, uh, I think, the following year they beat Louisiana. Is that what it was? A, it, was a, it, it was the 11 It might have been that year. It might have been that year. I'm trying to remember. But it, again, the, we were winning a bunch of really close games that year, and the Chickens came home to roost eventually, and, and we didn't win any close games soon after but um the, the other thing i was gonna say is that there might need to be a change in in dan mullen's offensive philosophy and i don't think the problems are necessarily on offense but we saw something last year that this team can't do and we're seeing it i think across well there's no think you got to be able to throw the ball you got to be able to throw it around with some efficiency and i don't know that mullen places a the premium that he claims to state on, on the premium of throwing the ball around. We are we were a different offense with Kyle Trask back there. And if you're going to just run the ball with your quarterback in the way that we do, you're not going to have the same level of success. Yeah. And we, we do have good receivers, probably very good, not great. We don't have great receivers. Last year we had great receivers. But we, I think we have good enough receivers. If you had a guy who could throw it around, We'd look pretty nice. We'd look pretty nice on offense. Yeah, Ted, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And, and I've had that conversation with a few different people of, you know, that's where if you, you know, back to the premise of your call, recruiting, he's always recruited the same type of guy. And that is the Emory Jones, the Dak Prescott, the, you know, Tim Tebow type guy. But if he goes out and recruits a Kyle Trask type guy that understands how to read defenses, that makes his offense then look so much better and opens up the playbook so much more and with the different things that they can do, I think I would I would hope that last year would show him that and be like, okay, well, I've had a lot of great offenses, a fun offense over the years, and I've had success, but never been more successful 
since now I've had this type of offense, and that would be throwing it all over the yard. So you've got to go out and find one of those pocket passer type guys that's been groomed as a quarterback his whole life. The problem is a majority of high school football now is not that. It's guys that are just the most athletic, that are running around and doing some things and dominating stuff, and then you're trying to make them quarterbacks at the next level, and there's just a few of them that are smart enough as Kyle Trask was in order to make that stuff work. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. All right. Thank you, Ted. Let's get to Tony next. Hey, Tony. Hey, man. How's it going? Good. Oh, I've just been listening there for a little while. Um, I guess the argument kind of goes both ways. I know Pat was saying that he doesn't think we're as talented, and you were saying, well, we've got the recruiting rankings to prove that we're, you know, top 10, top 15 team or whatever. The problem with that is, is it's a damning argument to us either way. Sure. If you're, if you're not as talented, then we're doing a poor job recruiting, and if we are, then we're doing a poor job of developing and coaching. So, either which way, we're four and four. You know what I mean? That's the that's yeah. the bad part. And I think it's a combination of, of the two things. I don't. I think I, that I the talent levels not good enough not to make mistakes, and certainly the right. coaching is part of the reason they're making mistakes yeah i don't know that we cater our coaching to our talent and i think uh, i think they've tried this year but i think the problem really in the end and jeff i know will agree with me is that neither one of their quarterbacks is that uh good at at figuring out this offense and doing the right things with this offense they haven't executed to the way that trusted going with the last conversation i mean the the stuff's open there's things that are there and they just haven't seen it. Right. Yeah, 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 I agree. Yeah, there's people running open. But, I mean, I think that goes back to the quarterback recruiting issue is we're recruiting athletes to try to play quarterback. Right. And we're not recruiting quarterbacks. I mean, I love Richardson. I think Richardson's probably a great athlete, but I've watched him a lot in high school, and I never thought he would play quarterback at the next level. I just thought he was going to be a – Kyle Pitts type cat, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Now, not to say he probably can't do it, but at the level to win at what we want to try to do it as University of Florida, I don't think we ever get there. No offense to the kid, but it's just a lot to take in and process from where he got here at to try to be a, a finished product. That's a long way to go and a short time to get there. So, I mean, athletically, yeah, but athletically, you got to be – you know, Lamar Jackson to just rely on athletic ability and develop on on the way while you're doing it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I don't think he, you know, there's only one, one of them that come around every 30 or 40 years. Right. You know what I mean? Well, so, and, and again, uh, you know, Lamar, like Lamar Jackson was a great – he understood the offense and he knew how to, what to do with it. And I think I think Anthony could get there. He's not there now, and that's why – I think that Dan was reluctant to put him in, but if eventually, whether it was chirping or whether it was, uh, yeah, that, you know, that, whatever. I don't. I don't think it was a chirping. I really don't. I think it was just well, let's let's give it a shot with this guy because the other guy is driving me nuts with his nine interceptions. I, I get that. It's still. I don't think it was. I mean, just to the kid, it's fair to start him. I mean, you want to run him out there after two or three. Six, I mean. Look, you you know, it was zero zero three, you know, a ball game. You could have started Emory and then if you want to go the other route, but not that he was gonna have any more success 
but just that's a killer. You know, you know what you're you've watched tape all week. You know what's over there on the defense against Georgia. I mean, that's the best one you're ever going to see. He'll probably ever see when he lines up. So that's really well, not the first start. Once he gets to the NFL. <laughs> well, <laughs> but it's very <laughs> similar, believe me. Yeah, he'll be lined up catching touchdowns when he does that in the NFL, man. Yep. All right, man, y'all have a good one. All right, Tony, good stuff. Thank you. Let's get uh, the cattleman in the last two minutes that we got. Hey, Mikey. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, Slipping in your back door. I've been holding about 40 minutes. I'll throw a little uh, joke at you, Pat. Do you hear what's on special at Spurrier's Restaurant tonight, Pat? Uh, no. I'll be out there tomorrow, though. Okay. You know, those Johnson City tomato sandwiches are always a great deal. What, three ninety five? Hold the mayo. I, and uh, the uh, Friday I, night I like meatloaf. The mayo. Yeah, okay. And the Friday night meatloaf uh, Mullins, uh, seven ninety five out the door. Contactless curbside pickup. You waited forty minutes to say that? Hey, I, yeah. Why? Well, actually no, I had a real call for you All right. guys. Well then hurry up. Y'all put me in file thirteen, so I thought I'd throw a little uh, Johnny Carson. All right, you got one minute. Go. Hey, uh, hey, Dulles, what about uh, Mullen to uh, Penn State or Herbs OC? Let's have a real call. How about you stop calling and saying the same crap every single time you do? Jeez Louise. What a jack wagon. I was thinking about the, the cattleman today because my dog gets drives me nuts sometimes, especially when I'm trying to work, and he'll be barking and everything, and he'll want to go out, and I, 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 I will say this to him. Quit being you. And I was I was gonna say that to the cattleman, but you cut him off. Quit being you. It's, I mean, what's what's the point of that? It's the same thing over and over. We're having like real good conversations, and then you got a guy that wants to talk about grilled cheese. I think he wants to talk about tomato sandwiches well, with mayonnaise and I, and trying to whatever. He didn't know he he wants. The Braves won. To be miserable. It was a good night last night. We had a uh, I'm not complaining. A good day. And I'm not complaining about it. Going to be happy the rest of the week because that was the case. Especially tomorrow when we're out at the uh, gift certificates and more. Yep. Food Fest tomorrow. If you want to uh, partake in that, make sure you get there. It's out at Celebration Point. Normally we're at Spurs. We'll be outside this time, and you can chomp down on more than 30 different restaurants. Just go to Eventbrite, gift certificates, and more Food Fest. Find it. And you can eat for three hours for like $25. Yeah. And we can eat for nothing. No, I can't. I don't know about you. He doesn't like you. Everybody likes me. But we like all of you. We like Especially Will for all our producing today. today. <laughs> it was fun. We'll do it again tomorrow from out there and continue the conversation. For Duels, I'm Dozo. See you. Peace out. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.